Welcome to Life Smithing. My name is Cynthia Burley. Today's topic is Marital Debt Part 2. Show her you love her and you won't have to ask. The reason that I decided to do a part two of the marital debt is because part one was mostly based on the technicalities. What is a marital debt? Why is it called a marital debt? Why is it sinful? In what situations can you refuse a marital debt? The consequences of refusing the marital debt, the reasons that the marital debt is refused, etc. That's what we spoke about. And based on some comments that I saw in my Facebook group, I realized that I need to talk about the fact that even though we may speak technically of a marital debt, when you approach your spouse, you cannot have a technical discussion. Your discussion has to be about love. And so I decided to talk about the five love languages. It's a good way to learn how to express love to your spouse. The five love languages is based on a book by Gary Chapman. It was published in 1992. In this book, he opined that there are five love languages and spouses need to learn how to speak each other's love language. A couple may have different love languages. And so we have to learn what our spouse's love languages are. How do they express love to us? How do they receive love? So if you like to express love a certain way, but your spouse doesn't read that as love, your spouse speaks another language when it comes to receiving love, it's not going to mesh. And so this is why you have one spouse saying, you don't love me. And then the other spouse is perplexed, but I do this, but I say this, what else do I have to do to show you that I love you? Well, today we're going to dive deep into the five love languages so that spouses can speak better to each other. We're going to take a look at words of affirmation, acts of service, and receiving gifts. I do want to make one point. All of this is about giving. If you want to learn the love language of your spouse, you have to learn how she experiences love. It's not about you saying, well, this is the way that I show I love. I take care of the family. That's how I show I love you. The question is, how does she know that you love her? She knows that you love her if you speak to her love language. And also, even though I'm addressing this to men, of course, it applies to women as well. So if you're a woman listening to this, everything I'm saying to the men, please apply it to yourself as well. Okay, let's continue. Words of affirmation. If she experiences love through words of affirmation, actions do not speak louder than words to her. Let me repeat that. Actions don't speak louder than words. She needs to hear you tell her that you love her. Also, words hurt a lot. If you say cutting, sarcastic, biting things to her, she will take it to heart. She will feel that you don't love her. She will doubt herself. She will doubt herself as a wife. She will think she's not doing what she's supposed to do. 
always try to say things that are encouraging. I mean, of course, you're going to have fights and not everything is hunky-dory all the time. And there are times that you will say things that are cutting. Be sure if you do that, that you apologize as quickly as possible and reassure her that you love her. Here's some ways to show someone who speaks a language of words of affirmation that you love her. Compliment her on her cooking. In fact, rave about her cooking to your family members, to her family members, to everyone. That'll make her feel really happy. Tell her what a great job she's doing homeschooling. Especially if you see that she's struggling with it, thank her for sacrificing to make it happen. Tell her that you love her unprompted. You can never say I love you too much. Anytime you feel a little bit of affection, just tell her, I love you so much, or I'm so happy that I married you. It may not be your temperament to do that, so you might not do that often, that's okay. Just make sure that you do it every now and then. Do not wait for her to tell you, you never tell me that you love me. Tell her how smart she is, especially if you feel that she's a little insecure about her intelligence. We refer to her as my better half. These are just examples of some things you can say. I'm sure you can come up with other things. This is your wife and you know her. That's words of affirmation. I believe my primary love language is words of affirmation. So I thought I'd bring on my husband, Joe, to talk about a situation that happened yesterday. I got highly upset, as I am prone to do. So basically what happened is I made what I considered a lovely dish. Um, I made some chicken that was baked in cilantro and lime juice. It was delicious. He actually loved it. And on the side, I had a mango salsa. Now, Joe really likes salsa, his own salsa, actually. But I made a mango salsa. It had in it um, yellow bell peppers, mango, which is delicious, red onion, lime juice, cilantro. And I believe separately he likes most of these things, except maybe the pepper. And so as we commenced to eat, I noticed that he was eating everything on the plate. There was also a side of rice. He was not eating that. So I said, Joe, you're not going to leave that, right? And, you know, he didn't seem to be so thrilled about the idea. Joe, you want to give your point of view? Uh, yeah, I was, uh, it was a long day of work, and I was coming home from work and starving, and the meal was really good. But uh, there was this thing on my plate, and I knew what it was going to taste like. It was mangoes and onions and some herbs and pepper and so I knew it was going to taste like mangoes contaminated with those other things and um, you know it looks beautiful I'm sure some people would like it but to me it literally tastes like mangoes that got contaminated with these other dissonant flavors that didn't belong together so I tried a couple bites uh, and it did taste exactly like I thought and I'm sorry but the flavors to me just don't go together and I that's why I think tomato salsa is awesome and mango salsa is very uncommon. So I tried a few bites to try to be polite, but it just was not my thing. I should also add that he made faces. There's a special face that he makes when he doesn't want to eat something because he is a picky eater. Uh, and that face just gets on my nerves. But I brought up the situation to point out 
words of affirmation. So I think that's my primary love language. When I cook something, I love to hear, oh, the meal is delicious. I'm the kind of person that wants people to rave about my cooking. Uh, being from a West Indian background, West Indians, along with Italians and some other ethnicities, take their cooking very seriously. So as usual, I got upset and I always get upset over these things. But I think that's why I got upset because words of affirmation is one of my primary love language. And that's one way that I receive love. So when I get like a, a situation where there's picky eating and or my husband doesn't want to eat something, then I get very upset. Thank you, husband, for coming on the podcast. All right, you're quite welcome, dear. And just a final word of affirmation is your cooking is awesome when you make things that I like. So I appreciate <laughs> that about your love. You do a lot of hard work cooking stuff from scratch. And I don't affirm you enough. Mwah. <laughs> Thank you. Hi there, this is Cynthia Burley. Please subscribe to Life Smithing with Cynthia Burley on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google. If you listen to us on iTunes and you love this podcast, we would be so ecstatic if you would give us a five-star review. Giving us five-star reviews help us to reach more people. Thank you so much and God bless. Now let's go on to acts of service. Acts of service involves doing something for your spouse that you know that she would like for you to do. This is key. What she would like for you to do, not what you would like for her to do. Not what you would like to do for her, right? What she would like for you to do for her. Here are some examples. Help her with the kids. If she cooks most of the time, give her a break. Surprise her and say, you know what? I'm going to cook today. How about I give you a break? Let me cook today. She'll be so happy. Fix things around the house without her having to ask you twice. If she mentions that something is broken, put a note for yourself and fix it. You know, my husband Joe did something for me, which I really liked. Although I don't think that acts of service is my primary language, but it really impressed me. He was painting around the house and he asked me, would you like for me to paint a Dominican cross on your office door? And I said, yeah. And so he did it. He painted a beautiful cross. That's acts of service. One of his primary languages happens to be acts of service. And it just so happens I was happy with that. So that's an example. Take out the garbage. Don't let her nag you about taking out the garbage. If her primary language is acts of service and you don't speak the language, she'll feel that you don't care about her and that your words are empty. She'll say things like, you say you love me, but you do this. If you love me, then you wouldn't do this. That's how you can tell that her love language is acts of service. Let's move on to receiving gifts. If someone's, a primary, if someone's primary language is receiving gifts, then that means she feels love when you give her little small gifts. They don't have to be big, just little things. Now remember, this is not about being materialistic. 
this is just how she experiences love. If you miss birthdays, anniversaries, she'll be highly upset. She'll believe that you don't love her and that's why you didn't remember the particular day. Here are some examples of thoughtful gifts. You know she loves an author. She reads all his books. A new book just came out by the author. Surprise her with a gift. She loves flowers and she loves gardening. Buy her some fresh flowers for the table or give her a gift of some seeds that she can plant in her garden. You notice that she always takes care of her nails. She is meticulous about it. Surprise her with an assortment of nail polish. She loves pictures. She's very sentimental about pictures. Give her a framed wedding picture that she forgot all about. sure if I mentioned this before but if you go on the five love languages website and that's fivelovelanguages.com there is a quiz that you can take there either as a single person or as a couple to determine your primary love languages I will link to it in the show notes but according to the website and they polled about 10,000 people to see what are the most common love languages So here are the results. The number one is words of affirmation at 23%, followed by quality time at 20%, acts of service at 20%, physical touch at 19%, receiving gifts at 18%. So words of affirmation seems to be the most popular, but they're all pretty equal, right? So now we're gonna go on to physical touch and quality time and I'm gonna use the content of the five love languages because I find it really explains these two languages let's start with physical touch physical touch can make or break a marital relationship do you know how to speak the love language to the spouse whose primary love language is physical touch Nothing is more important than your tender touches. You may give them words of affirmation or gifts, but nothing communicates love like physical touch. Now I know this may be hard for some people. It was actually hard for me. I am not that much of a touchy-feely person. I find it hard to give random hugs. You know how girlfriends, they give each other hugs? I don't do that that much. In the times that I have done it, I've forced myself to do it. It's not something that comes naturally to me. I was never a PDA type of person, public displays of affection. I didn't feel that comfortable holding hands or anything like that. But I've grown to learn how to express love through physical touch. The website says, touches may be explicit and called for your full attention, such as a back rub or sexual foreplay. They can be implicit and require only a moment. 
such as putting your hand on his shoulder as you pour a cup of coffee. Once you discover that physical touch is the primary love language of your spouse, you are limited only by your imagination. Kiss when you get in the car. It may greatly enhance your travels. Give a hug before you go shopping. You may hear less griping when you return. <laughs> Remember, you're learning to speak a new language. And so this is important because when people think about touch, they do tend to think about sexual touch, but it doesn't have to be. Just a slight touch, just a hand on the shoulder while you're doing something else, just a way of connecting. If your wife really craves physical touch and that's how she feels love, then you must learn to speak it. Think of ways to express it. Even if it's awkward at first for you, she'll appreciate the effort. Now let's move on to quality time. And again, I'm gonna use the content on the website because it's expressed very beautifully. Listen for clues. Quality time is a powerful emotional communicator of love. One medicine does not cure all diseases. Just as one love language does not communicate emotionally to all people. If you give your spouse affirming words, if you express love by acts of service, if you touch them affectionately and they still complain, you don't ever have time for me. We used to do things together. Now you are always too busy or too tired. They are telling you that their primary love language is quality time. A central aspect of quality time is togetherness. I do not mean proximity. Togetherness has to do with focus attention. A husband who is watching sports on television while he talks to his wife is not giving her quality time because she does not have his full attention. A husband and wife playing tennis together, if it is genuine quality time, will focus not on the game, but on the fact that they are spending time together. Men, trust me, one of the most annoying things is when you go out to dinner in a bar, like a sports bar type of restaurant where there's a TV playing some sports and you're sitting facing the TV, the screen, and you're looking at the sports instead of looking at your wife. That's really annoying. So quality time has to include attention on your wife. Dialects of quality time. Like words of affirmation, the language of quality time also has many dialects. One of the most common dialects is that of quality conversation. By quality conversation, I mean sympathetic dialogue where two people are sharing their experiences, their thoughts, their feelings, and their desires in a friendly, uninterrupted context. If your spouse's primary love language is quality time, such dialogue is crucial to his or her emotional sense of being loved. Sit down, ask questions, and listen. Men, if you're really introverted, you might find this sort of difficult to do. You might be with someone who likes to talk, and then when you're having dinner at home, she's the only one talking. You're not talking. That's going to get on her nerves. And that's going to make her feel like she's boring or you're not that interested in her. So you have to make an effort. She's the type that likes conversation. You're going to have to make an effort to speak to her. When she brings up something, ask her questions. That's all you need to do. 
just show interest. Ask her questions. If she talks about her day at home, ask questions about it. And if you notice that you're sitting down and no one's talking, you might want to start a conversation. It could be that she's tired of starting up the conversation and she wants to see whether you're going to start a conversation. So make sure that you have quality time based on what your wife needs. Okay, so we've done the five love languages. I do plan on talking about this more through articles on lifesmithing.com because I think it's very important. It's a good way to figure out your wife and to figure out what makes her happy. And the last thing I'm going to say is, I know for a fact that some of you are going to say stuff like, it's not about that, it's about God. It's not about being selfish, everyone's supposed to sacrifice, or something dismissive like that. If you care about your relationship with your wife, I suggest that you pay attention to these love languages or some version thereof and figure out what makes your wife happy. If you do that, trust me, you will not have to ask for the marital debt at all. It will be easy. God bless.